Well, cicadas are noticeably gone. Crickets are back. Sichuan earthquake. Communities in lockdown. Reading magazines in your target language is worthwhile. Still studying characters quite a bit. Got some done today. And yes, the uh, Ukrainian music playlist I was talking about yesterday, I briefly mentioned. I'll talk a little bit about today as well. Folks, it is Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. I'm Steven Sirsky. Hope you folks are doing well. And uh, this year is my audio digest, daily audio digest, published Monday to Friday. I published this on all the archives are up on my website, uh, stevensirsky.com. I'm an expat here in Beijing. I'm in, uh, involved in the ESL industry. Current project, actually, is to uh, be doing the um, Delta, which is a, 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 like an English teacher plus sort of certification. And uh, I've started doing these broadcasts um, mainly as sort of a record of what's going on uh, here in Beijing in the time of the virus, uh, but also um, it's a lot easier nowadays to do spoken word broadcasts rather than trying to craft blog posts, I've noticed. And I used to, I do have a blog, um, or at least my website does play host to my blog, my travel blog that I kept updated for years. Uh, But as of late, I have not been writing as much, opting instead to do a lot more video presentations and audio presentations. And this is what you're hearing. And if you're watching on YouTube, that's what you're seeing. Um, Also, um, I've done a bit of upgrading here. I've had this Bollinger P1 Lite for quite a while. I haven't been using it. And I was like, why don't I have it? And one of the reasons is because I didn't really have a stand for it. Well, now I have a stand for it, and uh, it's a lot easier to illuminate uh, the room at night because uh, especially going into winter months, we're going to have um, well, it's going to be darker uh, earlier on, so it'd be nice to have some better lighting in the uh, the apartment for these these broadcasts. But if you're listening to a podcast, it doesn't matter. Uh, you don't have to watch the broadcast. Uh, it's nothing really too special. And I say that only because it's uh, the, uh, um, like, I don't want you to think that you're missing out on anything by not watching the broadcast as opposed to listening to the podcast. It's basically me holding a cell phone, recording it. Uh, the only reason why I was started to broadcast on YouTube is because I was going to create the, um, uh, like, audio versions as well. But I figured it'd just be easier to broadcast live and do it that way. Um, There are noticeable issues with this, as right now I see it's going um, assisted connection device reconnecting, and it could drop the the connection pretty quickly, which kind of sucks. But uh, at the same time, it's uh, one of these things where it is a technology, you know, oh yeah, it's uh, still trying to connect. Oh my goodness, why not? Right in the middle of a broadcast, but... So that's the issue with uh, live broadcast is that it can't happen. Whereas with the podcast, it's all recorded uh, straight up and uh, you know uninterrupted. Other than me talking about when the broadcast feed falls. <laughs> uh, other than that, I have um, I was actually I was thinking about upgrading my microphones as well because right now, right now for this podcast, I use my cell phone and it's decent audio quality. Uh, I've been trying different methods. Uh, to record it, bef- um, like if I hold the cell phone this way, like this far away, it's about a foot away, uh, but you can't really hear it. Like it's you struggle, right? So this way, if I hold it in my hand, which is how the cell phone was made to be used, it's a lot more clear. The problem is, is that when I'm live broadcasting, like you see me, I'm, it's, it's my head, my big beard, and uh, a cell phone in the picture. Not a big deal. Who really cares? It just ties up, you know, part of the, just, it's there. 
I was thinking about this live broadcast stuff, how I could uh, change it up a little bit in terms of offering a podcast. And then also with the video feed, I was thinking of actually doing something along the lines of uh, all these travel pictures and travel videos. Uh, I can share screens. And I thought that'd be actually kind of a, you know, excuse for me to start posting. And that way I don't have to upload anything. I can just live stream it, show you the videos and the pictures, comment on it as I go along and be done with it. I think I think that's actually a great idea. I'm not going to lie. So what I'd be doing is I'd be using uh, OBS software um, and to, to uh, broadcast not just the webcam that I'm using, but also look, broadcasting the screen, like uh, screencasting as well. And so I thought that'd be kind of a, a neat little thing because, you know what, honestly, as I've been traveling for so long, I've amassed lots of pictures and videos, although I'll tell you the last couple of years have basically been me of like ripping around Beijing on bike uh, and stuff like that. So I'm not sure how different that stuff is, but there's a lot of other travel stuff there as well that's uh, sort of buried in the silver discs of the hard drive enclosures. Anyway, so the cicadas are noticeably gone. It is much cooler outside. The crickets are uh, back. Uh, so they they go on. They're pretty noisy at night, actually. Uh, sometimes I do have to close the window. Not a bad thing. I mean, people use this stuff to study with. And you'd think that it'd be a, sort of um, a gentle sound. But in contrast to complete silence, or at least near-complete silence, I'd almost opt for near-complete silence rather than to have the crickets going, to tell you the truth. Some bad news. Sichuan earthquake. Uh, there was a 6.9 Richter scale uh, earthquake in Sichuan province. Now, this one... This earthquake actually happened uh, quite uh, a distance away from most uh, people, but it was close enough to hit uh, enough, like 69 people or 79 people are dead uh, so far. A bunch of people are injured. Um, There we go. So 6.8 quake hits China's Sichuan. It happened southwest China. Southwest China's Sichuan province. Uh, where did it hit? Garza are in Garza, Tibetan Autonomous Prefecture, where Luding County is located, and 28 in Ya'an City as of Tuesday afternoon. So uh, they're uh, busy digging people out. Sadly, the uh, problem what with this is that um, people are at home quarantining, and I mean. Do you leave a building that's shaking if you're supposed to be in quarantine? I know it sounds kind of um, insensitive to say, but uh, when you don't know what's going on, good question, right? Uh, given that uh, some of these Bawan have orders to follow to the T, regardless of what else happens. So heart goes out to the families that are affected in uh, in Sichuan. Uh, this weekend, I mentioned... Um, I was able to do some Chinese this weekend, so I've been trying to work this in, uh, taking my off my workout off days, Tuesdays, uh, hopefully Thursdays, and then Saturdays as well, and starting to do, I used to go for bike rides, and I've sort of stated that before, the problem with going on these bike rides is that they take me away, um, and although I could work on my listening, my Chinese listening, it's still a little bit distracting because you're on the road. Even if I did like circles around the compound, I found like that at, at around seven o'clock, ten to seven, there's lots of people already seven, seven ten. There's people already moving around, so it becomes more of a, a dodging um, game rather than a study session. 
I have been thinking about getting a rowing machine or a stationary bike for um, uh, inside, which could be multiple use, not just for my off days trainings, but also uh, some of these other days where I could mix in some of the weight training I do with the bike as well. Now keep in mind, I have a studio apartment, okay? Like we're, we're not talking like a lot of room here and any piece of equipment that comes in is going to be a presence in the room. Uh, it's it, not impossible to fit, but yeah, it's it's getting to the point where I might actually think I'm, I haven't outgrown it. It's just that I should probably throw away a bunch of stuff and, you know, open it up a little bit more. I could probably shift some things around as well, uh, to tell you the truth. So maybe, but it's it's an idea. So with this idea with um, getting a, a stationary bike or a rowing machine is that, uh, or just going outside and walking, is that uh, I'd be able to study my characters, which I did this morning for 45 minutes. Uh, and I didn't even get through the whole character list, sadly. That's how many characters I have not checked uh, recently. Uh, but uh, I, th- I like this It's because it's got to be done. This is uh, along with this Delta uh, certificate diploma that I'm doing at the moment. i got to hit those characters if I want to hit this target of doing the HSK-5 in the next couple of months. Um, I'm not going to... I'm going to focus on it, but I'm not going to push myself and strain about it because th- there's no deadline to this one. The, de- the Delta has a deadline at the beginning of December, uh, but HSK, I mean, it's it's pretty open... I could I could save it until next year, right? I mean, I, I don't have to do it. Uh, I could start working on HSK six anytime I want. Uh, I could actually finish the HSK five books, not write the test, start doing HSK six, and then take the HSK five test and six tests next year. Now there is one change uh, that's happened. And I think I mentioned this last week, where uh, the HSK tests are now going to require a speaking test as well. Now, again, this is one of these... Te- they already have the HSKK uh, speaking test, and I think what they're doing, they're just lumping it all together. It all takes place on the same day, uh, same venue, same everything. It's just that currently, up until Jan- uh, December 31st of this year, you don't have to do all four, part- all four parts. You-, you can do speaking and or reading, writing, listening. Starting January 1st, of 2023 you're gonna have to do all four no matter what so even if you only need um the the writing score or like the speaking score you still have to do the whole test right so that's a and i'm sure there's going to be some finagling about like how you can't you know if you you don't show up the speaking test then you won't your your score will be disqualified or something which is a bit of an issue uh i think but um characters and uh studying these things in isolation I'm, I was actually thinking, I'm like, you know, thinking back to the H. Did I do the HSK three test? Yes, I did. I did very well on it, but that so, sort of was a gimme. HSK four, I got seventy five or seventy six percent, somewhere around there. And I'm thinking for those, I mean, I was writing characters all the time, right? I might have to revisit this writing characters. I know years ago when I started HSK five or a year, year and a half ago, I was like, no, 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 it's too many words, you know. And I know the characters already. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> so I might have to sort of swallow that, um, you know, refusal to get it done and just start writing characters again in my little notebooks because uh, it, it really does help me sort of slow down, focus on how the characters are compo- uh, comprised, written together, um, composed, I should say, the radicals, left, right, top, down, uh, sort of structures and stuff like that, and all the little um, component characters that make up 
a, 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 a word. So it might be something that has to be done at, uh, at some point. I just don't know. I just don't want to start it. <laughs> I just don't want to start it. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. It's just, ah, oh, my goodness. Um, may, soon, I guess. I mean, I'm going to have to work that into my schedule as well. Hopefully, when uh, as work sort of dies down, uh, that'll be possible. Now, the one problem with this is that, uh, you know, you get the Delta that has a deadline, HSK5, that sucks up your life when you're you're not even thinking of it. Um, but uh, the issue is that uh, I go, well, what about these cycling trips I want to go on? Well, I don't know if that's going to happen either. So I might have to, you know, lower my expectations on what I can get done in the next couple of months. That would save me a couple of dollars anyway. So uh, I, w- I did, one thing I d- didn't mention yesterday that I was saving for today actually was uh, that I did pick up two more magazines. You're going to laugh which ones I got. I'm pr- pretty sure if you, if you listen to this podcast before, you'll know which ones I got. I got the stock market um, uh Magazine, uh, Hongzhou Khan is what I call it. Uh, there's a different name for it though. Shoot. And then I also got Fitness and Beauty, which I keep on thinking is actually muscle and fitness, and it's not. It's Fitness and Beauty. And there's always a guy and a girl on the, the cover, and I'm like, I don't need to see the guy. Um, but uh, I pick up, and the reason why is because with these two magazines, uh, I want to pick up the terminology associated with those two subjects. So number one is stock market uh, and finance in, in China, but then also fitness uh, terminology as well. And I was, uh, you know, a listener, Ben, he was like, uh, yeah, I don't buy magazines. They're too complicated. <laughs> too many characters I don't know. I sympathize. Um, I have, because I'm no word of a lie. It's, do you pick up this natural English, or sorry, natural Chinese or native Chinese level literature uh, and struggle through it, or and then accumulate them? Because I look at my, my apartment, and I, I look at all the magazines that I have from years ago, uh, and how many, of them I, how, how many of them have I read from page, like cover to cover? I mean, not many. Um, even with them, and I'll tell you, tell you the truth, the stock market stuff, it's like you're not going to glean very much from it unless you absolutely you have absolutely no clue what you're doing. Uh, you, you might learn something from there if you don't know what you're doing, but if you have an idea of how your investment style works and you have limited money anyway, if you're not a fund manager or anything like that, and uh, you don't need to know about all the stuff that's going on in the stock market, it's way too much information anyway. Way too much Chinese, <laughs> way too many characters that you know you, uh, you don't know, and way too inform- too much information that honestly you probably can't use anyway. So, but that's just my opinion, of course. Fitness and beauty, uh, go it does hit on the how do you talk about working out in Chinese? And I, I do find myself because I do uh, do a lot of these um, uh, duan lian, like the exercises and stuff like that outside. And so it'd be nice to know how to say you know three rounds of twelve sets or the other way around uh, three. How do you say it? Three rounds of 12 reps. There we go. Three sets of 10 reps, etc. Um, how do you say, like, kettlebell, huling, uh, or, uh, like, steel mace and things like that, and describing these sort of different, like, pull-ups and squats. Shundun, I think, is uh, squats. Making sure I was, I'm able to be sort of conversant in these, uh, these two topics. And I did think, actually, with this, uh, it's a struggle, but you look at these magazine racks, 
and they have them, these newsstands, uh, all throughout the city. Uh, it's like a token appreciation of the yesteryear sort of thing. Because I don't see too many other people buying things from there unless it's like literally a, a drink. Uh, even the newspapers, I see they actually deliver the newspapers. China Post delivers um, uh, Renmin Rabao every day. Uh, like at like 3 p.m. So it's like it's yesterday's news getting delivered at 3 p.m. I, I, something like that, I guess. Uh, but uh, the, the newspapers are a little bit more bulky and a little bit more difficult. And they have no, don't have many pictures. It's a lot of information, but they're cheap. Uh, you can rough them, uh, rough them up a lot and you don't have to care about it. Uh, it does get your fingerprints all dirty and it, it is kind of like that oil uh, newsprint stuff that you're kind of like, I don't really need this. The magazines, um, it's kind of like a cheap lesson, I guess is what you can say. If you have the patience, if you're willing to spend the 20 quai, you buy a magazine. If I have found that if you're willing to spend the 20, 30 quai, you can go to a bar or a cafe would actually be better because the bar you're going to get distracted and someone's going to ask you, oh, look, at, you're reading a magazine, your Chinese must be so good. You're like, it'd be better if I wasn't talking to you and I was actually working on the characters, but let's face it. I'd rather talk rather than, you know, read a magazine that I don't actually understand. But you go to a cafe, you can sit there with your electronic dictionary and go through that magazine. You might kind of look like a dork, but that's it's part of learning the language, right? People will, again, of course, think that, you oh, look at this. Chinese is so great. He's reading what magazine? Someone reads magazines? Yes. <laughs> Foreigners who buy these things as a study, study tools, basically. And that's the idea, is that you you could select any one of these magazines. I was thinking about getting one of the military ones. I thought that'd be kind of funny uh, to sit in a cafe reading a Chinese military magazine. Hmm, this doesn't look odd. <laughs> Foreigner with a large beard <laughs> reading a magazine about Chinese tanks. Hmm, he must be an English teacher. Of course, why not? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you guys... Uh, Pick up magazines when you're you're uh, studying languages. Is it possible? I guess this is something that you'd be able to do in country rather than out of country. Because I know out of country, I'd probably pick one up, but I would never want to use it because I'd be like, I want it to last for so long. Sadly, you can't preserve these things. They, you got to use them as study tools. You have to attack them as you would any other tool that you would use, like uh, workout equipment. Right? You you gotta you gotta be willing to let them get banged up a little bit in the process of you exercising your language muscle. All right, uh, Ukrainian music playlist. So this actually was an idea um, I was thinking on Saturday. I, I kind of didn't really want to make any videos uh, for what was going on uh, for my, my language vlog. And I was thinking, wow, how can I sort of change this up, right? What else could I do instead? And one of the ideas was uh, that I could uh, do music and or create a playlist for people who are interested in the you know you create modern Ukrainian music maybe they haven't had exposure before uh, and especially with the uh, the war currently w raging in Ukraine uh, sort of what could you what 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 does what do, what do Ukrainian people listen to and uh, there's a lot of patriotic uh, stuff right now as well and so I created this playlist of all some songs or some um, videos that ha I have been listening to, uh, that I've known for years, like Tartak is on there. I, I learned about them years ago. TNMK, um, there's Okian Elza, 
Uh, they're also a very famous band. Like These guys actually, I'm not sure if Tartak has uh, toured North America, but Okinawa Elza has. Uh, Ruslana has. And there's another one that's um, Kozak System has toured. And then also Haidamake. They've also uh, uh, toured North America as well. So these are all modern Ukrainian music from the last Oof, uh, 10 to 15 years. Yeah, so I mean, I know I'm lumping it all together. There's actually much more modern music these days. The one, uh, the couple that I would actually um, uh, point you to are Malanka by Hademaka. There's both a, a, a stop motion claymation version and a live version. Uh, and those both, I mean, I find it a very ter- tear jerking song as it is. Uh, but. Uh, those are very neat to watch and very uh, rhythmic. Uh, you, I think you'll like it, uh, to tell you the truth, even if you don't understand the words. And these are all in Ukrainian. It's not Russian. It's all in Ukrainian. Um, <clears throat> the other one, the, the famous one would be uh, Ruslana, which is like a Kolomeka or Arkan or Dikitansi, which is Wild Dances. Uh, she, was, she was very famous. She still is pretty famous. She won eurovision i think 15 years ago i think that that's where her big claim to fame came from and then she toured north america and everything uh so yeah tartak is uh like ukrainian rap a lot of this is like hip-hop inspired it's not your they mix in elements of ukrainian uh traditional music but they don't focus on it which north american ukrainian hyphenate bands are guilty of doing uh, and uh, I know because I was part of one of them. Not a bad thing to keep the traditions alive, but let's put it this way: if it's a, a if it's if it's a language unto itself, it's a living language that it has to be producing stuff that people today can use and listen to. And that's what this playlist shows: is modern Ukrainian music. So you can head on over to my uh, language vlog. It's now called Stephen's Language Vlog on YouTube uh, under the playlist Modern Ukrainian Music and you can have a listen and have a look at some of the, the work that uh, people are doing over there. Other than that, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Um, hope you guys are doing well and uh, keeping safe and uh, healthy out there. I know uh, some parts of China are being locked down once again because of the virus. So there's virus counts and earthquakes all over the place. And then foreigners are leaving, although I'll tell you, there are at least two people I know who have said that they are coming. No, sorry. I know one person who's coming to China. Another person I've heard through another person is probably coming to China as well sometime in the near future. So uh, the the departure to arrival ratio is what? Currently 10 to 1. <laughs> there are those for uh, some odds, right? Uh, do you know anybody who's coming to China? I'd be interested. I don't know what they'd be trying to do here. Uh, I mean obviously finding a job sometimes uh, because the the paychecks have gone up. The problem is that, uh, you know, the virus keeps on popping up and stuff like that. And you can't really go anywhere. Um, at least, yeah, it's, it's difficult to go where because if you get flagged, then you're locked down and quarantined at your own cost. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Um, I will talk a little bit more about Ukraine tomorrow uh, and uh, how my other language is going as well, which that's going to be put on hold for the next little bit. Anyway, that, I'll leave it there. Folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes, tracks, and vids up on my website, uh, stevensersky.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.